Welcome to the Spiritual Geek Out Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Hudock, where we have fun talking about the phenomenal and the fascinating. From angels to energy healing, from mystical places to mystical teachings, this is a place where we nerd out on the science of the soul. I am so honored today to have as my guest, Dr. Arthur Zemika. He is a national and world-known Native American educator. He is a Lakota Indian elder, as well as holding a master's and doctorate degree from the Graduate School of Education at Harvard University. He's been a professor at Harvard, as well as at um, South Dakota University, UCLA, and also Oglala Lakota College. He is a poet, a writer, a soldier, a family man, and in my opinion, a man of great sage wisdom. So you are in for a big surprise with whom we like to call in our house, Uncle Art. We are yeah. so honored to have you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on the podcast. Well, in Lakota, I say, Midaki, Midaki, Chante Washte, Nape Chusa, Yelo. With a good heart, I shake each and every one of you your hands and for giving me the opportunity to uh, talk of the re rebirth and resurgence of Lakota. Uh, thought and, and understanding. Mm. So I would like to say a little prayer for us. And it, in a Lakota way, and I will say that Tungashila Wakantanka, creator of everything, Look down from your star nations upon your people who you have placed here on this place we call Mother Earth. It is upon this earth that we have, we are your children with children of our own. May you hear us. May we Listen carefully to those things that you have given us within our spirit and within our soul to share with all. We ask for the blessings for those that have not found the way to heal themselves and others. And with to have the compassion and true feelings of working to make their lives better. Midaki Oyasi means all my relations, and that it would be the 
organic or the inorganic in the spirit in which they exist with us upon this Mother Earth. Mm. That was wonderful. Thank you for that, Uncle Art. I wanted to ask you, for many of those listening who may not be familiar with the Lakota philosophy or the tenets that the Lakota live by, maybe we could start there. What is the basic philosophy of the Lakota? Well, you know, the basic philosophy is simplicity. Is not to make things that are so, I guess the word I'm searching for is making them so difficult to understand and to be a part of. So Lakota people look at things from the viewpoint of an individual and their place within their society. And so they ask in their, their what you could call sacred numbers and or founding numbers are seven and four. And so they have four values and those values are don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat, and don't disrespect. Mm-hmm. Now, the first person that you should consider is yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Don't, don't steal from yourself. Don't cheat yourself. And and don't disrespect yourself. If you do that, then how can you share? If you don't do that, how can you share with others? Right. You have to find find a way as just we're mortal beings, and probably when to humble ourselves to a spirit. A spirit that sometimes we really don't recognize because we see, we want to see everything, but it's that invisible spiritual realm of a person. That spiritual, invisible things that are around you, such as can you see air? Can you see can you see a voice that's being spoken? Can you see a feeling within your heart? Can you can you see so much of that that you don't realize it's there. And Lakotas call that scum. That is the creator of everything. He moves things. And in moving things, that nothing remains the same. 
it's a transformational life. And it, it's important to realize that it is with us all the time. From the four points as a, as a baby, a newborn baby they call the Wakanja. Wakan is a mystery. Wakanja in the birth of that child or the child that comes is sacred. The child is silent. Other than when it needs to be fed or cared for. And it's within that silence and within that being that skull provides a journey for them, this life journey mm -hmm. till death. And nobody knows what death is or they've, they think they know, but inside it's a passing. And so we look at that as a, an important process for everyone. In Lakota, there's no such thing as race. Only, there's no black race or yellow race or uh, red race or white race. There's only one race, and it's the human race. Yeah. And we all have that. We must look at that as similar to parallel lines that run together, that never touch one another, but they're in parallel. And so you think of those things, and that creates the choices that we make. And there would be opposites. For example, Diane, if I say war, what's the opposite of war? Peace. If I say hate, what's the opposite of hate? Love. And then we can go on with those kinds of examples. You know, that these parallel lines run and they, they only meet as within one another by the choice of the individual. Mm -hmm. But they know those differences, and they have to be taught that difference. This Lakota, uh, people call them, call us American Indians. But the United States government created American Indians. They gave us uh, names befitting, you know, what they considered. They, they call them names like Crazy Horse or Red Cloud. Those were not their names. If you would meet them with his spiritual names, Makbia Luta would be Red Cloud. Mm -hmm. And someone says Crazy Horse, Tashuka, we'd go. It means that he has a spirited horse. He is like the spirited horse. He is that kind of energy that you see 
like if you see a thoroughbred racing and he comes across as they come across the finish line and their their energy you cannot you can it's not visible yeah but you can see from the reactions that it has power yeah and so those are the kinds of things that we look at and then the other part is set why seven because seven connects us to not only this earth but to the star nations which all of us have come from and we've been placed here and that's why in the prayer i say look down from your down from the star nations mm. so that's part of the their philosophy that we're all here as the creator's children with children of our own mm. but the seven would be is where the creator is is constant is eternal it, it, it is older than old it is life beyond beyond life and life and life again it is the regeneration of this the the human person in the spirit in his nagge his soul or her soul so never again will the same people diane you and i and those people that are listening will ever venture through here again where will we go we will there is a place the seven says where is the creator of everything well he said where is the creator's knowledge and he say it's it's here it's within nature it's all around us now creator of that reasoning has placed it someplace so some say well where where would that place be and we would search for it and they say well let's look in space uh what we call space into the other star nation or let's look deep into the oceans which there's only four oceans in the whole world but it says also what other things where it could it be could it be in the north in the south in the west or the east the knowledge and they say yes it could be but man human kind would search for it in those directions those cardinal directions but also how about within the earth yes how about within the heavens so that's six but the power beyond that in that relationship is with the star nations 
And that's where we come from and we return to through what we all learn in English as the Milky Way. But to us, it's the ghost past. A ghost, a ghost path that tells us what of our behaviors were upon this earth, upon our death. We travel from there and there's outlets to this path. And in traveling there, there is a keeper. And it's a grandmother. And our grandmother of all the people, which a grandmother means that she must have had children. And she has provided for her families. She has provided to her children not just physically, but mentally. And her behavior towards her children, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren. She is the provider. She is the provider of the protocols and the laws that need to be followed. And we call her the white who visited the earth, the white buffalo calf woman. And that's part of the legends. But so if the creator is above us, below us, alongside us, within the earth and in the heavens, where is that knowledge? Where is that knowledge? that he has placed. He's placed it within each and every one of us yes. as, as, as his children. And so it's important to, to find your way back to that road. And it's called uh, the Red Road. The, this road is when the sun comes up in the morning and you see the redness of the sun coming and it comes up in the east. And in that east, that morning tells you of a new day and a new beginning. And for you to, as the birds sing early in the morning, and we don't know why they at a certain time when the sun starts right, the birds start singing. And within those songs, they welcome the creator, you know, into the, the, into the winged animal world. The animals come out early and then it's the new birth, the rebirth. And so it is with us. So it is with us today. There are seven generations that Lakota people, they say that we have all, we are now in transition from one generation to the other. And we are, we are losing and so the Lakotas are 
very fortunate as being one of the last of the First Nations to remember through legends and through their protocols and seven ceremonies to keep connected with that spirit. Hmm. So we have a Sundance. Someone say, well, why do they have a Sundance? It's not to worship the sun. It is to ask in a humble way before the sun in itself is we, for the sun itself who brings us life to be with us as we pray to the creator of everything. And that creator uh, is here, is, is all around us. So four days they dance and they dance. And what can you offer to the creator who has everything he has you? What can you offer that is truly yours? You could offer him a new car (laughs) or a bank account (laughs) or, you know, or or what do you really have? Maybe you may want to offer your son or your daughter. No, he doesn't want none of those things. He wants you. He wants you to remember who, who is the creator. And within that, through asking him, there's no one else to pray to. For he is older than old. He is, and why I say he is because within that is that that factor is that we have the relationship of man and woman. And in that relationship, the woman is a sustainer of human life. She is, she is the one that cares. And the man, and she does that monthly through her menstrual cycle. Whereas man in himself, what does he have? So he has to do it through, they call it inipi, a sweat lodge. And from that sweat lodge, he makes he makes a promise that he will be at the Sundance, and he will offer the one thing that he owns is his own flesh. Mm. And in doing that, it's not for himself; it's for all people. And he prays, and the helpers, the women that are there. Some of them, they offer fresh from their arms to, for the health of their relatives and for the health and well-being in the, the earth's giving to us 
the, the resources in which to live. Food is powerful. When you come to a Lakota home, if they can offer you a glass of water, they've done something, or they may offer you something to eat because food means life. Mm-hmm. And so that's why poverty Poverty is the most shameful and belittling and selfish things that any society that puts poverty upon people. For as in the Bible, this is we are our brother's keeper. Yes. So that's, that's where the four and seven are consistent. So if you start asking people what comes in fours, the people that are listening, think of the things that come in four. People say, well, chairs, the four legs. That's true. But other things, how many chambered heart do you have? Mm. Chambers in your heart. Four. How many? You know, those kinds of things that you start looking at. Four seasons. Mm-hmm. The four elements. They can either heal you or kill you. Mm. Because it's, it's a balance. And we, we are in, in that prophecy of the past seven generations. So that's, Diana, is kind of it's an overview. But there are people out there today that are holding their sun dances. They're not just Lakotas. There are other tribal people. And they invite non-tribal people to their ceremonies. They come, like I know in North Dakota, uh, up in the Mandan Hadatsa communities, they just held a sun dance. And they're both women and men trying to find their way back to this red road. Mm-hmm. And so... Today, as your uncle, when I go there, I pray for you and your family and all my relations, my relatives. And so, as an elder, there's, you start out as a baby, you start out as a child, an adult, and an elder. And sometimes, Inside of me wakes up a little boy (laughs) that remembers those things that probably at the time I didn't think were important to remember, but I played, but I watched, I seen, and I seen the behavior of the nurturing, and I was nurtured. And I felt good about that. So why shouldn't I nurture my grandchildren or any other child? 
for they are Wakanja. They are the sacred beings. And when you do that, you ways and you follow and you offend their them. That is that is something that it takes from them that they never can in some ways never have trust again. Mm. And as adults. And so I'm a grandfather to many children that are not of my blood, but of my being as a human being. So that's that's kind of a long saying, but uh, that's only the beginning because there's seven of those steps that you must take. Otherwise, you return back to this earth to complete them again. And in that form, mm. and have the compassion that is given to you. To see a, a baby's first smile. Did you know, Diana, it takes, I think someplace I read it, it takes 260 muscles to frown. I didn't know that. And That's a I lot think, of effort. Yeah, and so in 120 to smile. There you go. So. And, so, and a smile is so, as people, either they, they, they I like to smile, and uh, it's not because I know anything, because it feels good to smile. It feels good to feel that 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 feeling, that's the invisible feeling. Instead of walking around, you know, 250 other muscles to frown. You know, so if you wanna, if you wanna have less wrinkles, smile a lot. You know, that's a good advice. Um, Uncle, yeah. I, I want to ask you a few questions. Sure. And thank you for that incredible, just satsang there of information. And it's just very, holds great gravity to listen to you. You grew up in the Black Hills of South Dakota. And, um, you know, this land is so rich with history. It's you know, hunting ground, but it's also sacred territory and it's just laden with so much depth of history and story and tragedy. My big question to you is, well, first of all, if you could educate us a bit on the history of the land there. And secondly, as a Lakota, as an indigenous um, one of the indigenous peoples here on this earth. How do you, how have you dealt with overcoming this presence of the hate that has existed towards the indigenous at the hands of the white man? 
How have you overcome that? What can you teach us as a Lakota to overcome this hate and separation and um, judgment of race, of, of humanity? Well, as I say, simplicity is one thing, is that, and that, what is hate? Yeah. When you say you hate something, you know, I hate, I hate clean water, I hate this. Hate is a very strong word. Mm -hmm. It's so opposite. The opposite of hate. You know, those kinds of things is that atrocities that happen should never return again. Yeah. But what happens is that there is today, they were supposed to return the Black Hills to the Wazaze people who are the red teepee top people that lived in the Black Hills and on the Missouri River. They're still today, they're, they're refugees in their own land. Yeah. They're refugees, some of them are in Canada. And their thinking was because one of the things that they seen is in the past that alcohol and drugs, how they affect people in changing their behavior. But if you look at the pharmacopoeia of drugs throughout the world, coca, peel, all those were used for in some native tribes as a healing process. And so it's how you treat something. You can use it for medicine to heal someone or yourself. But it's not a thing in America. We have such a, we should have never called it America. Yeah. We should have called it party country. Yeah. Because you look at everything, everybody wants to go to a party. A Tupperware party, the Republican party, the Democratic party, the Independent party. You know, it's so partied out, uh, all these party, party, parties. And nobody has the time to think of what they, when they do that, how much they exploit the earth in which we live. Yeah. And we do it in the sense to say that it's a divine intervention. By who? Who is it? Who, who is so divine to think that they could have that kind of governance over somebody else? If you look in reading, and it's all in the history books, it's all been written down that there has been images of Native Americans as the children of nature. 
that you know I could run as a young young man through the woods without breaking a twig. You know that's that's not that's not true. But people would look at those things. But it was stewardship, stewardship of the land and the resources. And under it was under that type of leadership. So when promises were made, but it was a promise, like Red Cloud said, they promises many things, but one thing they did, they kept their promise and they took our land. Mm. Yeah. You can have all the wealth in the world that you want. You can have in a minute of seconds, microseconds. We all have our, we think our invisible wealth setting someplace with digital numbers. If what happens, and then you look at today, we think the computer in which is a great technology but what happens if the web goes down? Right. What happens to planes that are flying in hospitals? Diseases like the pandemic that for some people, they thought that their wealth could buy, you know, a shot of some kind of vaccine. Or some people said, well, it's my freedom to not, you know, not take any vaccine against this. But in the past, those processes were used as diseases against Native American people. Mm. 800 million people, Native American people, didn't die by war, but by disease. Mm. And so nowadays you see people that uh, probably a simple thing is aspirin, Bayer's aspirin. Germany found it because the natives used it from, from the natural sources. Interesting. But chemi chemistry, chemically compounds created all the drugs we use now. They're not natural. Yeah. So, and so that built into, and that built into a nations of war. And how many people have we decimated throughout the world because of this whole thing of, of it's our right. And that burden is being passed down from one generation to the other. And so seven generations. And so Lakota people looked at us as, we don't hate, but we want you to remember that to not repeat these things again. For we do, even, the, even those that have suffered and died, the dead have power. 
Yeah. And so, uh, Diane, let me just read something from one of one of my mentors. Please. His name is Pete. Pete catches. When I went to Harvard, he said to me, he came and he said, Arthur, he said, I heard you're going to Harvard. I said, yeah, I didn't even think he knew where Harvard was. But he said, I went there to the Peabody Museum and they had all these artifacts taken from Lakota people that were, there's, are, that were spiritual in their condensation, medicine bundles and things. He said, go and visit Professor so-and-so. And here, this is what I wanted, the Lakota, I call it the Lakota philosophy of renewal. And this, this uncle of mine, Pete Ketches, he was a Lakota spiritual man. I seen him dance into his 70s. And with energy and vigor. I can close my eyes and see him. I can feel his his presence. And he says, telling the truth, even when it hurts, is a good thing for us to strive for as a people. I want to impart unto you a blessing of the great spirit to let you understand and see what is good and beautiful in life that in your life you would adhere to the principles that are good the things that will manifest itself into something to help other people to get on the red road of life you have the great opportunity to grow up into a strong generation. A generation that will be smarter than the previous generation. That is also true for the oncoming generations behind you. This is called tradition, a heritage that was given to us by the great spirit. We must keep it alive. We must work hard. We must help each other. I do not see you now, but in my spirit, I can picture every one of you. This is the work of the great spirit. I am talking directly to you hoping that you will grasp something from this message and carry on that banner or that torch or that idea on and on. We must remember that you are a noble being and you must live this way. Hechi to yellow. That's the way it is. That's what that means. <laughs> Thank you for that. He was one of your mentors. One of my mentors. You know, I had a lot of mentors at Harvard. Great yeah. people. 
but I also was very fortunate to have some really Lakota mentors. And so, and some Native people never had that opportunity because they were sent to boarding schools. They were relocated to cities like Los Angeles, Chicago, San Francisco, taken from uh, the reservations and being exploited. So So the land, their land, could be used by non, non-native people. Just yesterday, on the 4th of July in Rapid City, there were some young people, they climbed the top of a, a, this building. It was a, a granary um, where they store a granary bins, concrete, tall, maybe uh, four stories high. And they dropped a flag of the American flag and it was upside down. And on it, it says, land back. Mm -hmm. And they got arrested. Oh my gosh. For demonstration. They put them in jail. But the point is for trespassing. But nobody talked about the trespass of of why the Black Hills were taken away from the Lakota people. And so, and at the same time, we think about celebrating July 4th, 1776, the Boston Tea Party. You know, how short memory we have. That's right. Think that the British ships that were setting out there as merchant ships that people dressed up like Native Americans and climbed those ships and throw the tea into the harbor. And that happened in December of 1776. The people, they weren't arrested. And even shorter memory to us was the assault on our national, on our nation's capital. There was people killed there. There was people that were, it was horrible. They were violent. It was enraged. These were the people, and then the people that we had selected as governance, they had to hide for their fear of their lives. How short a memory we have. And to think that they themselves had their own hatred for their own nation. Lakota people agreed. They smoked their pipe. And that was to their covenant, to their creator, that they would war no more against the United States. That same pipe, many of the generals had smoked with them. In the offering of those, the smoke as it rises to the heavens, 
as their oath. The Lakotome people gave up their Buffalo nations for the Stars and Stripes. They have served more in more war, wars proportionally based on population than any other group of people in the United States. In Vietnam, Korea, World War II, World War I, I've all had all relatives that served in those wars. And they served it to protect everyone like a sun dancer does. Mm. To serve the humanity of the people that we call the United States. Whose constitution in there says that these treaties are sacred documents in agreement between the United States and indigenous nations. How, how easily we forget that when we, when we talk about the Constitution. That's true. When we have these arguments with one another that my freedom is to do as I please, but do not hold me accountable. These were young people. These are the millennium generation. Hmm. And so I just wanted to to look at the that that philosophy. You know, I was not uh, born in the possession of Lakota knowledge. Because they didn't teach it. They didn't teach it in schools. Oh, okay. And they said it was to speak Lakota at a, it was called, it was a mission school, a Catholic school, uh, where they said, no, you don't want to speak Lakota. That's more like a monkey language. Oh, man. And so, and then the, they themselves, the children, were part of a policy of the United States government that said, kill the Indian and save the child. But someplace in there, this feeling continued to pursue, even if they called us American Indians. There was this... Lakota philosophy that we were well inherited from our that we were well inherited from our ancestors and this is what I speak today of they have given me a chance in this world and at this time to talk to those values that are Lakota values there is a, one of the largest language groups in America. It's called the Suian language. And there's language, family language stocks. And they cross over into various words. And it's just like in English. When I went to 
Harvard to ask where the common was. And the guy said, the common? What's the common? The common. I said, no, looking for the common. And he said, it's right over there. I said, what? Whereabouts is it over there? He said, it's right there. I said, where? I was looking for a building called the common. And he said, no, it's the park. It's the park. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what a park was, you know? I said, <laughs> you know, nobody had to learn Lakota <laughs> or New Lots York. Inflation. You know, in New Yorkers, or you go to England and speaking the, the king's language, but you go and you see, as we travel, the Cockney language in England. I'm going to go down and see the kappa going nowhere, you know, and then you just, what, what? <laughs> or a fast New Yorker talker, or if you go to France. But one thing about Lakota people, Throughout the world, they have become the icon of the indigenous of this continent. This man with a feathered wapeha or wapaha feathered headdress yes. that has been honored because of his deeds to his community, to his family, and to his nation. And so, you know, those are the kinds of things that we look today that we look at uh, the renewal. What, yeah. what did some of your mentors who were the Lakota sages, what were some of their gr greatest teachings that they ever bestowed on you that you've really carried through in your life? You know, Probably there is always the greatest thing within is that within yourself, you have a choice. The choice to find your truth. You know, the choice is given to everyone. That, and that choice is to reason, be reasoning, to enjoy learning from others. Like Sitting Bull said, what you find on the white man's road that is good, use it. Those things that are bad, throw them away. They, they loved knowledge. And as, uh, as Lake She Ketches says, each generation we're getting better. Mm -hmm. of understanding one another. And if you, if you, Diane, if we just look at it from that and look at our, ch our children, they are the generation of people that need to look at uh, the coming of what is in the future for them future generations. We are at, at a, the Lakota people understand that they need to save themselves first. 
and in the same time in saving their language and saving their their heritage but also they need to save their white brothers white black brothers the red brothers the yellow brothers the brown brothers and sisters they need to be there to encourage them to find the road yes that awakens their spirit for what selfishness do we carry into the next millennium, this millennium, that will destroy all humankind? Yes. So it's the beauty of our message together that we share, Diane, with the, the listeners, that they grasp, that they themselves have to choose. And by choosing, they must also understand that it is their life that affects others, and it's their death. Mm-hmm. What is the Lakota um, prophecy, if there even is one, of future comings? Are we doomed if we don't get it straight now? which it kind of feels that way in the sort of speed we're living with the destruction that we're doing to the planet at least, or is there hope for great ascension and um, transcendence of all these past actions that have been put in motion on this planet for centuries and centuries and centuries? Well, you know, time in some places has no relevance. Yeah. As Einstein looks at time and relativity, but also Lakota physics is different. It is something that has, uh, in philosophy, that has been always saying, well, that's kind of quaint and uh, different, but ours is the one. And we, and we don't go out there and prophesize that or ask people that we know that they them within themselves. But if I would say that one of the things that I have written down is, is called Lakota Slowawanchi Aki Techa, the new age of Ogallala learning. And I wrote this, the loss of the human spirit will be lost because these new nations have pushed to destroy cultural diversity. Mm. In the United States alone, 80% of the wealth is controlled by 20% of the people. This is why the vision of people of diversity is needed because it is all alive. Here lies the intelligentsia to create a society of progressive people with colorblind democracy. Yes. Yes. And so that's that's is my mission. At 81 years of age, you know, I can't I'm not a very good golfer. I have to I have to throw it on the greens, you know? Uh our <laughs> 
I, I used to like to hunt, but now I go just to go for a ride and see the animals out there. Mm. That for generations, to see a herd of elk, see a herd of buffalo, or a little wing, a little blue wing duck sitting on a small pond, that our relationship needs to get back to with the natural world. Yes. We need to, now they're looking at gold mining in the Black Hills again. You know, it's really ironic to think that of all the gold and silver in the billions of dollars that have come out of a homestake mine, you know, they've mined all that, and where does it go? They've destroyed mountains. They've destroyed, you know, and by destroying them, not only the mountain, but all the chemicals that they put into the streams, using formaldehyde and using other mercury and others to leach gold out and things. And then they get all this gold and they got a security guard that trains and come and they load it up and they take it to Fort Knox and put it in another hole. Yeah. It's atrocious. And for what? Yeah. And for what? We can't use it in space. It's too soft. Yeah. But I think we, you're, what you're doing is important. These podcasting. Because one of the things is that technology needs to be utilized. Yeah. This technology. Right now, we have an A-plus in space. We can almost see the face of the creator. We can understand that there may, some scientists say, that they're the prophet, new prophets. And they say, there is life out there. Well, we already knew that because we're always, we're all from the star nation. <laughs> and then the other thing that they say is that, you know, we can, we can see now with the Hubble telescope, other, other places within this place called space. But the thing is, we're doing all that here on Earth. But we are flunking here on Earth as human beings. We are. With one another. I don't even think the aliens want to come down and help us if they could, because they're just looking at us like a bunch of ants on an anthill running into each other or killing each other or eating each other. <laughs> well, or, or the thing is not within, in, if I could take a guess, it's not within their philosophy. Mm. It's not within their connection. You know, uh, what does this earth have to offer? We think it's all the greatest thing that's going on since, you know, peanut butter or something. You know, <laughs> but really... You know, really what it is, is that we get our mindsets. The only good Indian is a dead Indian. It's a mindset. Yeah. And we, and we do that. And so we dehumanize people. We don't look at the humanity of people. 
There is nobody that is my king except the creator. There is nobody that is more powerful than others. Than, there is no human being on this earth that is more powerful than the spirit, the spirit of collective people together. Yeah. And so if people think they are the next coming of, of a Messiah or something else or whatever dogma that's there, but if we look at it, we all say, share one thing and we know it, and it's our spirit. And it's our willingness, our willingness, you know, to believe in one another. Mm -hmm. Trust is a tough thing. To be hurt once and trust, to be hurt twice and trust. But what is there? Anger. What is the other part of anger? What is the other part of hate? What is the other part of, of war? What's the other part of poverty? And those are things that I've, I've taught at UCLA, as you mentioned. I've also been, and I, and I take that time to, to see what this next generation is thinking about. How can we, as these individuals, I know that in my passing, I want to leave something that will help them, the future generation, to use the technology with the help. We are, I am the rear guard, pushing forward to those others to catch up so we don't leave nobody behind. Mm -hmm. And as a veteran, I always believe that, that I never wanted to leave anybody behind. Mm -hmm. And those things in that time, only, only the creator can forgive me. Yeah. What you know, is, yeah, I do. What is death to you, Uncle Art? Mm. It's a transition. As we, everything is changing, it's a continuous change. You know, sometimes uh, some people say, you know, what is the best thing about death? And it's, and it's, some will say, well, it takes you to a heavenly place or it takes you to the happy hunting ground or it takes you, but Lakotas believe in reincarnation. Mm -hmm. They have found babies, babies born and they had pierced ears. Hmm. So as we say, the Wanali, the, the spirit, the ghost is with us. The spirit is here. I've had many deaths. Do you feel you were a Lakota before? 
was I Lakota before? You know, I probably know. I don't think so. I I I think that in the past I was probably of some could have been warrior of some other past. Yeah. Or a soldier. Or you know, who who knows within that within that or I could have been uh, this a woman to nurture. Or and so it's not a, in the death is not in the sense of gender. It's in the sense of passing from one to the other. But the thing is that I think that I strive to find this other way than all other the ways that I've been taught. And it wasn't for uh, the Lakota mentors that I've had, I would probably, you know, I could have been easily be in something other than a person of reason mm. and, and understanding. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. It's really hard to follow that because there is anger. It's all part of us. But it shouldn't be something that dominates you. It's just like today, road rage. My goodness. You know, it's people thinking that their time is more important in than somebody else's or taking the time to nurture, nurture uh, or mentor younger younger people i have a, a grandson at harvard now in his third year and he's he's getting into he's going to medical school and he wants to get into uh, doing doing things as far as uh new types of medicine with uh, all kinds of ways to heal using uh, like laser and frequency lasers and those little uh, engineering oh, okay. in, yeah you know what I'm talking about he yeah. he starts talking about it and so he works yeah he so he's He's thinking in that way, and I and I and I, I tell him keep thinking that way. You know, keep thinking. And I have another other. I have a grandson that he's a structural engineer, and I and I grand granddaughters that, uh, but they in themselves because. 
you need to be able to uh, utilize the technology that's around you. Yeah, for sure. And use it well. Use it well and good for Yeah. For the good. That's a so good point. Because we're coming into so much technology, but, and there's technology within us, I think, you know, mm -hmm. what we can generate is these great multidimensional beings and we can use it for good or we can use it for bad. It makes me think of a um, Qigong teacher I uh, did some course uh, classes with and, and he said, you know, people would ask him, um, master, can you please, can you demonstrate starting creating fire with your hands, which he was mm -hmm. meant to do. And he said, I can do that, but for what? I want to use my powers for good, not as a weapon. Mm -hmm. so, well, Einstein felt the same way. Yeah. yeah. He didn't even know he was Jewish. <laughs> I mean, he knew it, but he, in other words, he, well, he knew himself as this human being uh, searching for knowledge. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good teacher, mm -hmm. not to make judgments mm -hmm. on the way people, uh, you know, that's the creativeness mm -hmm. that, that comes. It's, it, it, instead of, uh, we find so many people just believing that this is the way it is and it'll always be. Mm -hmm. But change is consistent. Yeah. Uh, I just want to ask you one more thing before we go. And this is just what's on my mind in the present moment, which is if we all come to this place here, we come here willingly as souls choosing this experience uh, as a, being a human being on planet Earth. And we come with choice and we come with that choice a purpose or a soul curriculum. Um, why do you think you chose as a soul to come as Lakota and what is your purpose in this lifetime? Well, one time I was at UCLA, I was gonna go as a graduate student. I wanted to find out who I really was. So I wanted to do a uh, a studies, excuse me, in clinical psychology. I went there and you have to take uh, self-analysis. And one of, the, one of the persons to find out, uh, to center yourself and, to, and I already knew, knew those things as a Lakota person. And so the question was, asking me, do you hate your father? And I said, no. Uh, do you hate your mother? And he said, no. Are you sure you don't hate them? I said, no, I'm, I'm sure I don't, I don't hate them. I love them. Because they've provided for me. They've nurtured me and given me the best that they thought. I said, so I, and as other people, that's the way I was brought up. It came to not make judgments of others. 
And so he said, Art, you sit at the chair and let me lay on the couch. <laughs> and I, <laughs> he said, I invariably have a lot of graduate students that come in and they look at from Adler to Freud to Young to all the beginning behavioral scientists. And I said, well, did you ever hear about Shunka Wakan? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever hear about, I said, these are, these are people or the legends and the myth because that's what you're using. Right. All your, uh, the lecture complex, all these things. I said, we're just talking the same language, but we're talking the same ideas, but we're using a different language. So true. And so, and at the time when I, I switched over to, uh, in the education, I, that was the thing that I found more satisfying. I found it satisfying in looking at Native American students. We started in Campbell Hall and uh, UCLA campus. So I switched over and I, I, I developed the curriculum in library science where I had students to look up Native American students uh, in their syllabi to look up their own origins and look at the myths connected with their, their selves. So there was people like Blackfeet, the Shoshones, Denise, Navajos, Lakotas are called Sioux people or all of a sudden, and I said, well, you need to first, I said, the priority is down here is you need firsthand information. So in your research, and then also secondhand information, and then general information that's, that's out there. And it, it gave them the opportunity to find themselves in their research to find themselves as indigenous uh, people. Mm. So, and I think we can do that now. We need to do that in our universities and colleges to see how we are connected together yeah. as, uh, as, a, as a nation of people. Mm. You're bringing it to a great head here because this invariably always happens in many of my talks where it always comes to that word of connection and mm -hmm. connection is what heals. So as we come to a close, is there anything you'd love to just leave our listeners to rest? Well, yeah. Just let me read one, th uh, this one thing uh, I, I thought that was that I thought was uh, really a giving part in, 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 in pursuit, in a continuous pursuit to find that medium ground. Okay, great. 
It says, we as individuals have the right of choice in seeking those who can guide us to a spiritual awakening. The spiritual, spiritually evolution is when a person leads a positive life while searching out their own ignorance. It is this ex existence you will explore, realize the awareness, the disruptions, and the necessity to complete your own life's journey in a spiritual involution within. So you will be reborn in another world without prejudice, anger, resentment, jealousy, pity, and greed. Nations and people come and go. Their ruins can be seen all over Mother Earth's surface. It is we as individuals who come back again to try again in our next life to do the necessary work to complete our journey to a heavenly kingdom without suffering. We continue to still kill one another, making war and creating new governments in the name of righteousness. Righteousness we do not know or practice. Mm -hmm. so uh, I, oh, I believe is the word to say if I'm correct. <laughs> uh -ho. Doesn't a uh ho means yes, I agree. Yes, that means a uh ho, yes. One of my few words that I know in Lakota. Well, the other words that the listeners may know is we never say goodbye. Mm. We always say, we always say, doksha ake. Which means? Doksha ake. So if they're listening, try that. Doksha ake means until I see you again. Mm. There's no goodbyes. Spiritually or physically or through this, till I see you again. Some say, Till I see you again, may all good things come to you. Mm. Well, Uncle Hart, Doksha Ake to you, and I cannot wait to come out to see you and walk the hills with you and share a meal with you and just be in your space and your heart and your... Well. You know. It's sacred. It is a sacred place. It's not just sacred to Lakota people. They yeah. are just the ones that say, because we are all of one people. Yes. So you know you're always welcome, and any listener here is always welcome. You hear that, guys? He's that kind of man. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you, Uncle Art. This has been such a gift. All right. Doksha. Doksha. Hey, guys. Thanks for checking out the Spiritual Geek Out podcast. If you like what you're hearing here, check out more by subscribing on your favorite platform or go to spiritualgeekout.com.